Do you ever wish that you were more organized? How much amazing advice, clinical pearls, or even brilliant ideas have you simply forgotten about over the years? How often have you struggled to recall even one useful takeaway from a book or an article that you've recently read or a course that you've taken that you've taken recently? Well, that's where building a second brain comes in. And the great news is that you don't need any fancy technology and you don't even have to be good at tech either. And if you're anything like me, it sounds too good to be true, right? You know, that's what I thought until I experienced it for myself. And the truth is that as osteopaths, because we're healthcare professionals, we feel such an enormous amount of pressure to constantly be learning, improving ourselves and making progress using everything that we've learned along the way. And as you know, we live in the information age, which means that we have access to the most amount of information, knowledge and expertise than ever before. We learn something or feel inspired or motivated by something and then it's forgotten until you stumble across it again. And that's even if you stumble across it again. And here's the thing. Our brain is built for having ideas, being creative and problem solving, not for storing things like a memory card. Put simply, Tiago Forte's Building a Second Brain is about simplifying how you learn things and using very simple technology that you already use on a daily basis to build your second brain so that you can recall anything in one easily accessible place. So if you like the idea of having a second brain, this episode is definitely for you. Welcome back, everybody, to Behind the Osteopath. My name is Alan Zaya. I'm an osteopath founder of Osteohustle, where we plan, build, and grow your dream career as an osteopath. And we only work with osteopaths, just in case you didn't know. Um, So a big thank you to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast, left a five-star review, shared it with your osteo friends, your principals, your associates, on your social media profiles, on your, you know, your stories and on forums and all the rest of it. You're all amazing. At this point, I would normally give you context around when I first discovered, you know, the book, and when I read the book, but this one's a little bit different. So on the 21st of August, 2020, a YouTube productivity expert called Ali Abdal uh, published a video called The Second Brain, a life-changing productivity system. And before the video had even finished, I knew that this is what I needed in my life. And here's why. So between 2017 and 2019, which is when I first graduated in 2017, and then I was really focusing, pretty much my sole focus was building my practice over those two years. I was asking as many healthcare business owners as I could, what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And at the same time, I was trying to absorb as many business, marketing, self-help, time management books, you know, that kind of genre as possible. I was taking free courses, cheap courses, watching YouTube and Skillshare videos, um, you know, learning as much as I could, also I could figure out how to grow my own practice. And during this time, everything was written across multiple notepads, scrap pieces of paper, sticky notes, notes on my phone, things stuck to the fridge, you know. And I, what I was doing was I was simply trusting that I would just remember that really important piece of information because that piece of information was a revelation. How could I possibly forget it? Of course I'm going to remember. And as you probably guessed, unless I did manage to remember to write it down, it just slipped from my mind. And there are so many things that obviously I've forgotten. Now, Ali's, um, Ali's video was all about Tiago Forte's course, 
called Building a Second Brain. So on the 21st of August, 2020, when I watched that video, which was Ali's video, I got to work building my second brain. It's been roughly four years and it's completely changed my life, my personal life and my professional life. And I want to show you how you can change yours too. Um, so I found out about the course uh, through Ali's video. And then I read the book when it came out two years later in 2022. And of course, I've reread it for this podcast. Um, I just want to say one final thing is that this book is incredibly practical and logical. So any questions uh, you have are answered in this book. And obviously, if I don't answer your questions, it will be in that book. So go grab yourself a copy, go support your local library and all that good stuff. Um, if you like this episode and you enjoy the work that goes into the podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review. Follow the podcast that, tell me, that tells me that you really enjoy uh, what I'm putting out there and that it's worth continuing. And also, you won't miss an episode if you do subscribe as well. Um, or it might be called follow. I don't know, depending on which platform you're on. Um, all right, so let's get started with Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. First up, we've got our toxic relationship with information. So before getting into the main idea of what a second brain is and how to build yours, the first thing Tiago says we need to do is change our relationship with information because it is awful. As I've already spoken about, we're always bombarded with information, right? And we're always putting it in lots of different places. Tiago says, so much of the time we are information hoarders stockpiling endless amounts of of like well-intentioned um, content that only ends up increasing our anxiety. And that's where the really important change comes in. Tiago says, to be able to make use of the information we value, we need a way to package it up and send it through time to our future self. It all begins with the simple act of writing things down. What Tiago means is that if you don't filter what information is actually important to you and what resonates with you, which we'll talk about in a moment as well, and make the effort to write it down so that your future self can easily access it, it's absolutely useless and you'll just continue to spin on this same information hoarding cycle and it'll just never get any better for you. So lesson number one is to filter what really matters and write it down. And now you're thinking, yeah, but Alan, you know, this is a digital second brain, right? And you're absolutely correct. Tiago says, once made digital, notes are no longer limited to short handwritten scribbles. They could take any form, including images, links, and files of any shape and size. And so this this is such an incredibly important piece of information because information comes in many different forms of media, right? So the way that we save that information for later must be able to be stored in, um, you know, we must be able to store all that different information um, in one singular place that's able to store all of those different forms of media, right? On top of that, everything is searchable and shareable in a digital format. You know, the power of being able to use a computer to search for the thing that you're looking for and being able to share a copy with anyone you'd like to share it with is what makes building your second brain on your computer, you know, on a digital format, an absolute must. And for those of you who are totally fine with technology and you're good with the idea of using computers and your phone to build your second brain, you know, you're grand, right? For those of you who grimace at technology, you know, you have to understand that this is 
technology that you're already using, like your smartphones, it doesn't get any more complicated than that. If you're if you're kind of beyond that mentality, um, you can either prove to yourself that you have the ability to learn something new, or you can just take the general principles that I'm going to cover and figure out a way that works for you. And on that note, Tiago says himself that I want you to know that this book isn't about perfectly optimizing some kind of idealized life, right? But instead, taking a step forward to a less chaotic and more meaningful way of collecting, storing, and recalling our knowledge and the information that we pick up over time. So this isn't about lit this isn't about, you know, taking literally everything you know and storing it all in one place on your computer. It's about outsourcing even 10% of what you're trying to remember so you can free up your mind from the stress of trying to remember. All right, so we know that we need to filter what really matters and write down, uh, and we also need to center everything around technology. And I'll get into the specifics on technology soon. But for the meantime, what is a second brain? Tiago says that a second brain is your own personal system of knowledge management, right? Think of it as your very own personal library, or at least this is how I think of it anyway. Think how a library catalog organizes and categorizes books so you can easily find what you're looking for. In the same way, a second brain helps you categorize and manage your thoughts and the things that you pick up over time, making it easier to access what you need in the future, right? I'll give you an example of how I use a piece of software called Notion to build my second brain. Firstly, I use it as a notebook. This is first and foremost. I use Notion as a way to capture my ideas. I've almost always got my phone on me, and so I can always go into the Notion app and write down what I'm thinking. More on that later. Calendar, right? So it's um, I have a calendar on Notion. It's my only calendar, and everything is synced to populate that calendar. So everything's always in one place. Um, OsteoHustle headquarters. So inside of... Inside of the OsteoHustle headquarters on Notion is everything that anybody needs to know about the business I run called OsteoHustle. You know, the people who I work with in terms of um, primarily Andrew, uh, who is our senior business coach, and Jen, who is our branding expert, um, they're the people who I work with. They have access to this and they can find anything from who we're working with and what stage they're up to, ideas that they'd like to pitch on how to improve things that we do in OsteoHustle. Um, who to contact in certain situations, individual group goals and key results that we'd like to reach for the year, big plans that could happen but need more thought and input. You know, this is what Tiago calls incubating, like a slow burn. Um, we've got people we've made connections with and how to connect and refer people to them. We've got tutorials for how to do certain things with the tools that we use. You, know, you, you get the idea is that all of this is so that I can give Jen and Andrew as much autonomy as possible, which leaves me to be able to get on with the things that only I can do for now. So you kind of get the idea of the whole OsteoHustle headquarters on Notion. I've also got a bookshelf. You know, this is where most of the books I've read and want and, and want to read uh, live. It's... Um, it doesn't contain the book itself, although it could, um, but it does have notes about each 
uh, book that I have read. So everything that I want that I've thought about this book is inside and accessible in uh, in Notion as well on this bookshelf. Um, so you you kind of get the idea that the things that I don't want to have to remember can now be recalled anytime I wish because Notion is doing everything for me. And this is a, a thing that I use that you can definitely do as well, is CPD log and knowledge. So everything to do with where I'm at with CPD and the clinical side of being an osteopath can be found here, right, in this particular area. Um, courses I've attended, more book notes and clinical pearls. You know, this would be a great place to start for you as an osteopath so you can, um, as you know by now, you know, recall things easily and revise them at any time. And so I hope that that gives you a more of a vivid picture of what a second brain is. And the point being is that it's all in one place. So it's not scattered like what I used to have before with dozens of notebooks and, you know, sticky notes and loose bits of paper everywhere and drawers and, you know, in different places all around my house and where I work and all the rest of it. It's all in one place and I can access it from my computer and from my phone. It's all good. Um, the software that I use is called Notion, which is like motion, but with a N for, you know, N for November. So go and look at that. It's a free piece of technology that you can go and use as well. Um, so let's now move on. You got an idea of what the second brain is. And now I want to talk to you about the, the, the fundamental part of the book, which is uh, code, the second brain method. So, you know, like I said, you, you already know what the second brain is and exactly how to go about building it and how it's possible to even think about getting started, right? So... Tiago has an excellent framework to improve your note-taking skills, and it's called CODE, which is which stands for Capture, Organize, Distill, and Express. Okay? The lesson here is to create a second brain that not only stores your knowledge and your ideas, but makes them helpful to you in the future as well. So I'll explain each one of, of CODE um, in a bit more detail. So C for code, it stands for capture. And what you're doing here is you keep what resonates. So Tiago says, here's the problem. We can't consume every bit of information we learn and put it into where we want it to be for the future. Like a scientist capturing only the rarest butterflies to take back to the lab, our goal should be to create, to capture only the ideas and insights we think are truly noteworthy. The solution is to keep only what resonates in a trusted place so you can uh, in a place that you control and leave the rest aside. So keeping what resonates can be from anywhere. It can be from books, articles, courses, YouTube videos, conversations, reflections, memories, random thoughts, conversations you've had with people, you know, the main idea is to write down what actually resonates with you as soon as possible. And the art is choosing um, what to let go of what does not resonate. Because otherwise you'll just be constantly in this in this horrific situation of trying to capture everything. And the vast majority of it is just not very useful. So be very specific with what you capture. And it will make the, the, the task of capturing it a lot uh, more manageable. And that, that is a bit of a learning curve, by the way. Uh, that did take me a little bit of time to really think about what truly resonates with me and what do I actually want to capture. So, uh, you know, you'll go through your own learning curve as well. 
Secondly, we've got organize, which is saving for actionability. So after you've captured your notes, it's time to organize them so you can find and use them easily in the future. Tiago has a simple way called the PARA method, which stands for projects, areas, resources, and archives. And each one does a specific job for your second brain in terms of organizing things. Okay. First up, we have projects. So sh these are short-term efforts you're working on. This could be a blog you're writing, a book that you're reading, a course that you're taking. Could be a marketing effort that you'd like, um, you know, like getting your your website rebuilt, for example. A patient that you that you're a bit stuck with and that you need to do more research into. The key the key part about projects is that they must be short term and they must have a deadline because you know you don't want too many projects going on at the same time, and you know you need to be a little bit more diligent with yourself about you know, what things are truly important for you to do. Next up, we have areas. So we've got long-term responsibilities that you want to manage over time. So areas are based on topics like health, finance, associates, social media, website. You know, think of it like a filing cabinet. Areas are, like, are the filing cabinet itself. And then inside the filing cabinet are folders. And the folders are, you know, being health, finance, associates, social media, website, right? And then you'd add the information that you capture into the appropriate folder. So for example, the goal of saving three months of business expenses would go inside the finance area, right? Whereas, you know, helping Emily become more confident treating shoulder pain over the next six months would go into the associates folder. See what I mean? All right. Next up, you've got resources. So these are topics or interests that may be useful in the future, but you're not quite sure. Um, so the information that you've captured here isn't helpful right now, but it uh, and it doesn't relate to any projects or areas, so any short-term or long-term things that you've got going on right now, but you want to keep hold of it for later. It's like your, your reserve, so you've got your resources there. And the final thing is archives. This is, um, you know, when something is done or not important anymore, you move it here. And this keeps your second brain clean and focused on what you're into now. So let's say that six months has passed, Emily is a lot more confident with treating shoulder pain, and I want to then remove that from my areas, and I want to um, archive that in, obviously, the archives section as well. So that's para, P-A-R-A which is projects, areas, resources, and archives. The final note here is you want to put your notes in the right folders, of course, but feel free to change them around if you need to. The goal is to make a system that works for you. And obviously a system only works as often as you use it. So you've got to make it work for you. All right, finally, in the, um, in the, I'm sorry, with the third should I say, in the code, um, Ah, what's it called? An analogy, not an analogy. Anyway, you get the idea. We've got D, which stands for distill, which is find the essence. A key part of all this effort is to take what you've captured and what you've organized and reduce it down to a summary. So let's say that you are an absolute hero and you subscribe to my weekly newsletter called The Hustle, inside which is an article about how to build your associate's patient list, right? So you've captured it you've organized it 
and now you need to make it your own because that's all that really matters. You know, how can this information be transformed from just information and into something that I can take action on in my own unique situation? So you need to make it your own. Tiago calls this process progressive summarization. So what you're going to do is you're going to take that piece of information, say that article that I've provided to you via the hustle, and you're going to read it three times. First, you want to highlight the sentences that best capture the main point. Then on your second read, you're going to bold or capitalize the most important words or phrases from the highlighted sentences. And then finally, you're going to rewrite the main idea in your own words, making it short and clear. You know, this can be time consuming, but here's the thing. You don't need to distill everything that you capture, okay? Only what you find yourself coming back to and making a priority for yourself. The other reason to do this is to help you retain the information in the same way that you revise for a test. But this time, it's okay if you forget because what you're looking for will be easy to find whenever you do need to, you know, press search and you can type it in and go and find it. Um, so that is about um, distilling things and making sure that you don't distill everything that you capture and you organize because otherwise you'll be here forever. So just make sure you're, you're diligent with what you actually want to distill that information down into. Okay, final thing in the code, um, still can't remember the name for it, but anyway, <laughs> in the code uh, phrasing is express, which is to show your work. So the final step is very simple. You have to make sure that your hard work can be used to help others. So whether that, whether that looks like sharing what you figured out with your associates, your principal, your osteomates, you know, the point is, is that your second brain should not be a, a secret place. You need to let your ideas grow and inspire others instead of keeping them all to yourself. And I promise you that the way uh, that they will be able to contribute to its next evolution. And I want to also just finish this point, And this is such a stark reminder for a lot of us. Um, so I hope you find it useful. Tiago says, we think we're not ready to share things. We can't stand the idea that there is one little piece of information missing that if we had it, it would make all the difference. Information is always in flux and it's always a work in progress. Since nothing is ever truly final, there is no need to wait to get started. Start sharing your work. Before you go, here's a question for you. If you're on your phone, tap on the episode on Spotify. Um, scroll down and you'll see a Q&A section. If you're not on Spotify, hopefully there's a Q&A section somewhere and it's easily to easy to find. This one's a bit of a mystery. So go to the Q&A section to find out what it is. I hope that you found the idea of a second brain as valuable as I have. It I don't say this lightly. It truly has changed my personal professional life. The biggest thing you can do for this podcast is share it with your principal, your mates, your associates, share it across Facebook forums, your Instagram stories. Feel free to tag Osteo Hustle if you want to. It'd be great to um, to interact with you, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And um, obviously, write, rate it at five stars. Your career will thank you for paying attention to this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it so far into season two. I know I am. I will see you in the next episode, people. Cheers.